Welcome to the Like Destiny podcast. But the title is To Know As You Have Always Been Know, Known Beloved. In fact, I would just say Beloved. Now, our mission in life is to go and preach the gospel of good news, the good news of salvation. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 33, in the mirror translation, this is what Paul said. I am so persuaded about every person's inclusion in Christ that I desire to be everything I need to be in order to win everyone's understanding of their union with Christ. My mission is to be exactly what is required of me in every possible situation to bring salvation to every kind of person. Whoever they are, I have no other agenda. That was Paul's and I love that translation. And you'll, you'll understand more later on. So the reason behind this grace teaching is to make sure that everyone is on the same page. And that page is of love, God's love and God's grace in the finished work of the cross. That's what Paul was saying. So my title for this session is Beloved. So I asked the Lord, which scripture can I Sure, that really lets uh, us know who we really are. And the Lord gave me, pardon? No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> but it could have been. <laughs> no, it, it was a very, very popular one. Uh, John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. And I said to Dad, I said, you know, if I relate to Dad, you know, I mean, my daddy never... My, the dad, father, God, whatever. And I said to dad, I said, that sounds a little bit distant, you know, the world. So he says to me, right, he says, um, there's Rachel, Brian, and baby Blue. He says, um, Rachel, her name is Rachel World. I says, oh, right. He said, that's the surname. And I thought, gosh, that's making sense to me now. That's more personal. So, so that's what he said. So it made me think about surnames. And I thought, how surnames, how important are our surnames? Like, my surname was very nice. Actually, it was K. Now a nice name for a surname. And that's my mother, obviously, my mother's uh, maiden name. Now, I look like my mum. I'm the double of her, absolute double of my mum. Uh, I've got all her giftings, um, handicraft, love of dogs, love of animals, so much like her, you know. And then I'll, I, it dawned on me um, that my family is a family of bulls and in church and in my friends outside, if they think of Roy and Anne, they think of, oh, she's got all them kids, you know, loads of kids and um, 
the relationship that she, oh, she has a great relationship with her husband, you know, it, it rings a bell. Oh, the bosses and all the bosses, they have all them kids, blah, blah. You know, and I thought, yeah. And when I think of the Britain family, you know, Andy and Sharon, I think of love and sharing and caring and empathy and compassion. Same with Timo's family. Um, ben and Celia's, you know, you, you just get this picture, don't you? You get this picture before you. And Rachel, that'll be the same with you and Rob. You, when you, you take on Rob's name, um, you will have, you'll be known for all the loving, that great preacher. Oh, I heard her preach on Sunday. She was amazing. And if you make people laugh, Rachel, they remember what you're talking about. I'm just <laughs> telling you that now. Yeah, you make them laugh because we're like what we're like watching myself. <laughs> but you, they do. People get the message, don't they? But, but but they do anyway. Like I can listen to Timo all day and all night. I love it. I love the way he teaches, and his vulnerability and his honesty—fantastic. So we're known. So God showed me. Dad showed me that we. We are a family. This is Dad's family, okay? And the world is our family. I don't care who they are, what they've done. They're the family of God. For God so loved the world. He didn't just love them that, loved them that were trying to live a good life. He loved the world, the druggies, the whatever, you know, the pornographic thing, um, he loves the world nonsense. That's why he gave Jesus. So this world is very, very loved. And this is why Paul said, and I'll quote the scripture again. Paul said, his mission on this earth was to persuade every person, every person that they are included, love it, in Christ. And that we desire to be everything we need to be in order to win everyone's understanding of their union with Christ. And, and this is where I'm going. So the, ch the church, the, the, the body, it's all the world. It's, even though they don't know it, even though people on the streets begging or prostitution, whatever, they are the world. They are God's family. They just don't know it. Glory. So Jesus tells this story of Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night and said, how can I get saved? How can I be saved? Now, some translations say, you must be born again. Yeah? Other translations say, born from above. So how do we explain this? Um, imagine a full orchestra and being in music all my life with, and my, my kids as well and being in an orchestra, when they're getting ready, you know, and they're practicing, the, the, the conductor will get them going, then he'll, he'll hear a, a dud note or something, and he'll say, stop from the top. And they go right from the beginning, and they just get it right. We'll get it right, I will walk with God, if we start from the top. And that's what I'm taking, you know, I'm taking you right back, um, Right back to the beginning. Um, let me see. Yeah, I'll just to put this point over again. 
just supposing um, you've got an uncle in Scotland and he's died and he's left you this immaculate Rolls Royce. I mean, it is amazing. So you go up to Scotland because you're down south. You go up to Scotland and you drive this Rolls Royce. Yeah, beautiful thing. I love Casme. <laughs> All the way down to, to London. But on the way, you have a smash. You have a crash. A, a terrible, mangled up wreck. You're fine. You get out with a few bumps and bruises. But this beautiful, immaculate Rolls Royce is a mess. So your friend hears about this awful crash you've had and the mess that this vehicle's in and said, look, I've got a mate that can do some awesome bodywork and make that vehicle right again. He said, it might take a few months, but if you're interested, I'll send them to where the car is and get him to take it. So he did that. And he worked on this car for a couple of months. So after the two months passed, the friend rings him up and he says, or rings you up and says, it's ready. Your car is ready. He's done it all and it's amazing. So just to dress it up, he covers it up with a, a great big sheet, just like, you know, da-da-da, you know. And then he pulls his sheet off. And there is this amazing, like it's just come off the shop floor, Volkswagen. And you think, what? That's not, that's not my car. Now, the thing behind it is this. If you don't know what God's original was, you'll just pick up Anything that you think salvation is. Like some teachings we have in church, you know, you've got to do this. You know, no tellers in your... I'm just going back to my youth, like my young days. Um, do this. Every meeting, don't miss a meeting. Don't have tellers in your house. Cover your head when you come in church. And all these, like, theol and that's what you'll think is right. And you know what? It won't do you any harm, but it's not what God intended. That is not God's original. So, as a Christian, my life was a constant struggle. And as a pastor as well. I was always full of guilt, condemnation, trying to work my way to heaven. And then, six years ago, Daddy took me right back to the beginning Um. And taught me what a great dad I have, because I didn't think you were a good dad at all. Thought he were always beating me up. I, I thought I was um, a Volkswagen, and not realising I was actually a Rolls Royce. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So God wants to take us right back to the very beginning, and unless we know our um, His original thought for us, we will struggle. We'll struggle. So first of all, why did he create? Uh, you see, much of the context in which we understand our relationship with God is, oh, maybe you, you've, you're thinking it's changed now, but as it was mine, was, it was always a context of sin, salvation. 
desperate needs being um, and, and God's provision and law and grace. Now, and, now, and these are okay. These things are, are okay in the right way. But you know, we put law, like from the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, and, and, and I used to try and live by these laws because I thought that that was what you had to do. Messed them up all every time. We just kept trying a bit harder and a bit harder. Not realizing that God was full of grace well before the Ten Commandments came out. He was always a gracious God. He has never changed. So today I want to focus on the fact there's a greater context to the relationship that God desires with you and I rather than sin, salvation, sin, salvation, sin. Yeah? There's more to it than that. Now let's quickly think what was in the beginning. Before creation, before anything existed, before time and space, what was there? There was God. In all his fullness, in all his glory. Now, I need you to use your God-given imagination, just like John. You see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, they all started with stories, uh, with genealogy, like, uh, or John the Baptist. But John, I love John, he gets right into it. And the Spirit takes John beyond Israel, way beyond Adam, way beyond creation to a place before anything began and he starts revealing God's original motivation that gave you and I birth so right now Holy Spirit we want you just to draw us into that place I want you to close your eyes and just go back through the garden uh, through all those creation days with Adam and pass that Right into a, a, a place where there was no time over, well, thousands of years ago. So just draw us there, Lord, and just open our understanding and let us see that this is a place where there is God in all his fullness, in all his glory, in all his love, in all his supremacy, where there's no light, there's no evil. So what? motivates him right do you understand no there's no, it's not sin or evil that ever moved god because in this place jesus starts giving us an insight into john 17 24 where he says father i pray that they may be with me where i am so that they may behold my glory and the love with which you loved me before the world began. So God wants, Jesus wants us there. He wants to see what was in, what was happening in that place. Because there's a glory, a love and an honor and an appreciation that is happening between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So this is the beginning. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And this is an intimacy between these precious three that is so glorious, so perfect, so full of love, 
such an intimacy. And this idea is born. And this idea that Father, Son and Holy Spirit had, which is a fabulous idea, is <laughs> we've got to share the intimacy that we have with one another. Yeah? This glory, this love. We've got to share this. And the only way we can share this is by making people a, 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 a race in the image of us who are like us. You see, man's religion and thoughts have so perverted what God started at the beginning that they thought, well, maybe God's just a bit bored and a bit lonely and he thought he'd make a pet, something like an hamster that would just go around a wheel. Yeah? That's, that's, uh, that, that would occupy him just in case he got bored. And that, that those, those are the things that were in my childhood. This is the stuff that I would talk that, you know, we, it were all about. We have to keep on that straight line. And if we went either way, then we'd get a rollicking and we'd get a, we'd get beaten up with this side and the other. But it was all about sharing. It was all about this glorious, amazing love because God is love. Nothing, he is love. So let me tell you that God is fully satisfied with himself and he doesn't need anybody to, to perform for him. He needs nothing. They enjoy their company. They did. Father, Son, and Spirit enjoyed their intimacy, enjoyed what they had but wanted to share it. And that's what love is, isn't it? You and Rob never engage. You're sharing a love. There's a there's something wonderful about a union. Little baby blue, you know. Mum, there's an intimacy and a lot sharing and watching. I mean, I watch the mums and dads in church with the children, um, and it's it's wonderful to see this when they see the children growing and progressing, you know, and doing these, like, you know, when it's the children's testimony time and little Sophie gets up and tells you all she's done on the Saturday. It's like, it's wonderful, isn't it, you know? And and the little testimonies they give and, oh, and I lost my tooth yesterday and I'm going to, you know, and that's the, and if we're like that, how much more is our dad like that? Loving on us. It's not there with a stick. Oh, you, I'll beat her and I, I, I'll put sickness on the ear and I'll make sure they struggle here and then they'll come back to me. It's not like that at all. It's, a, it's about sharing, about love and intimacy. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Ha. He's not a grumpy old judge in the courtroom saying, I'm going to sort this lot out. I'm going to make myself some victims. No, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are having a party. They don't need anything. So why do they begin anything? Remember that that is God. He knows the end from the beginning. And if he, if he starts something, if he knows the end from the beginning, begins to the end, I tell you what, the end is going to be better than the beginning with God, because it sure ain't going to be bad, yeah? You know, when I hear all the news, and there is some 
tragic things, you know. The Syrians, there's loads of them. And, you know, sometimes I sit there and I said, oh, Lord. But then inside I just know that God, is, God has got a massive plan. And he's, he, he, he's intervening. You know, God is coming through in dreams and visions in the Muslim world. Every single day, Muslims are turning to Jesus, yeah? He'll make a way where there is no way. He will turn up as there's not even another human being. You know, there have been places in the world where they've never had a human being, and God's turned up himself, actually turned up himself, and brought them to a knowledge that there is one God who loves them. Yeah, and then he brings human beings in to reveal to them what's happened to them. There's many, many stories like that, isn't there? So, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So there is an intimacy, and the, in the very heart of this intimacy, your name comes up. Yeah? My name comes up. Before he even created us, he knew us, yeah? Before we were even in our mum's womb, because he's dad, he's God. And I don't care what you birthed, but I was an illegitimate child, and that used to really bugged me and I used to get bullied at school when they, when they found out and I used to have friends that would tell them and get bullied because it's so I had a stigma attached to me you know oh, you weren't born in wedlock and all this stuff and it made me feel really bad but when I met Jesus and when I especially in the last six year realized that he's my dad and he was there and he has ne the stigma wasn't on me it wasn't even on me, mum and dad, they made mistakes, but them sins were already forgiven. He's forgiven every sin, past, present and future. You know, he's given us choices. We're not, we're not robots. Some of the choices one of my sons making at the moment is, it's not good. And it's not, usually, it's not the one that does make bad choices. This is another, this is my eldest son who has made some really bad choices of late and so we had to bring him over the call, you know, speak to him. Well, Dad had to speak quite harshly to him that this is not correct. What you are doing is really, and it, is, it was really wrong. It's one of the worst things ever to me and Dad. Um, and so he went out the house with a flea in his ear. And then yesterday, um, he, he came in and went straight to bed when he came that night. And then this, the morning... Um, he wrote Dad and I a letter and gave us, just put the paper in our hands. And he put on all this stuff. I'm sorry I've let you down. I'm a failure. Um, I've let you down because of uni. And um, he just got on the wrong course at uni. And it's no big deal. No big deal at all to me and Dad. It, there is choices. He immediately uh, went and found the right course, and he starts Bolton in September. And we said it's fine. But in his mind, this is what I was going to say. He's got all these lies in his head. What he thinks, what you think of him. Yeah? So me and Dad said, we'll leave it a day. Let him just not stew in it, but think about it. And then tonight we're going to sit him down and show him the lies that he's been listening to from this creep, you know, and show him the what the error of what he's been doing. You understand? And we're not going to beat him over the head, pack his bags and chuck him out. 
So how much more, if we are like that, is our dad in heaven? You mess up, he sure ain't going to chuck you out. Mm. He's not going to say, oh, I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> you can do one. Go, and go in another camp. No, he's going to love you better. He's going to make it way. Because this is the love that was in the beginning with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't, have you read the book, The Shack? Fantastic book. Oh, you've got to read that book. It's, it's, what, no, I get muddled up with these. What, what is it when it's a story? Fiction, non-fiction, I get muddled up. Fiction is um, real and non-fiction. Non-fiction, right, it's just a story. But the story, you learn so much about the love that, that Father, Son and Holy Spirit have and how they share it with a human being. It's fantastic ministered to me a lot that you know when the, anyway I won't go into the story but if you get a sh chance to shack what's he called William yeah 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 it'll come to me young is it something William Young in it fantastic um S H A C K it's quite um it will get you it will get you there but stick with it, uh, because it's phenomenal. That was another part of my journey, you know. Did was great, but showed me this great love that they have, and they wanted to share it. So they created, they created um, us, glory to God. Let me find out where I am, you know what I'm like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it's this wonderful intimacy. Um, And our name comes up. You know, one of the fondest memories I have of my son Daniel. My son Daniel he is in heaven, yeah. He died of an overdose when he was 35. Um, he was very pushy, my son. And if he tasted something that were good, he'd say, Oh, mum, have a taste of this. And I, and, and I probably just had a big tea and didn't want to. No, you've got to. And he would just. And I'd have to give in. No matter what, I would have to have this taste of this curry or whatever he, he cooked and baked or whatever it was. It was just so forcing. And he just had to share this taste with me. And that's Dad. He wants you to share the reality of this amazing love that comes to us even in the darkest time, like you were saying today, lover, even though you can't see him, he is still there. And I love what Timo said. Look for the kingdom in that situation. Look for what is daddy doing here. I know what he's doing. He's just drawing you even closer to him. Yeah? Because you can't go that way. That, that's a dead end. You've got to walk this walk and the journey that you will help someone else with later on with what you've gone through. Yeah? He wants everything for good. So they wanted to share this awesome, amazing love. Glory to God. <laughs> this is too good. We've got to share it. Yeah? And isn't that what we're like? We just want to share this. I don't want people to go through losing children without knowing how dad can be there for them. You know what I mean? Because that's who he is. Um, I, I, I don't want you to go through a tough time in, in, when you get married because there's ups and downs, you know, without 
saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to go mother Anne, see if she'll, you know, or your own mother. Because that's what we are. Because that's who he is in us, sharing. You know, you, you know sometimes I, I want to meet every need, yeah? That's who I am. And sometimes it, the Lord says to me, I just want you to do nothing. I was sat there and, you, you know, people, and I'm saying, Lord, Lord, is there anything? No, it's fine, it's fine. It's in hand, you know? So, so you don't always have to do anything. Just a hug, innit, kid? Just that hug. Was it yourself? That we're saying that on Facebook you're saying there's this lady in church that hugs me. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was Sharon. <laughs> I knew it was Sharon because it's like medicine, isn't it? It's like everything rolls off you, don't they? Because that she, I've not known nobody like Sharon that is such a mother and genuine in her love. And Andy's the same, you know. Yeah, that's super, isn't it? All, all that planned out. Yes, he did. And that's him showing you how much he loves you. Because that's who we are. We have his heart. He's giving us himself, you know. Um, should have brought... Oh, no, I'll do that again. But I, there's a, a word that God gave me. And I use the Russian dolls, you know, the one inside another. And, and that's who you, you have. Daddy in you. So you have daddy's heart of caring and loving and nurturing. You have Jesus' heart whose love goes and sits amongst the worst of the worst. Yeah? And you have Holy Spirit that just reveals all these truths to us. And you are, have that. They're not there. They're here. The inhabitants, wherever we go, they are there. That, that, you know, I talk about Sean because I love Sean Bolts. I love the ministry that he has. But he continually has the three. He knows he has. We all have him. But it's a thing to know as well, in it? To be growing that awareness. He knows and he's listening for anything that God wants to say to people that are hurting. Because it's not Sean that's loving them, although he is. It's Dad. Who cares and wants to meet them where, the, where, where they are? So they've got to share it. So we've got to share it. So God's original thoughts, these precious fathers all and Holy Spirit, was you and I. He wanted to share this amazing love with. I love what John says in 1 John 2, verse 7 and 8. And he says, dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you've had since the beginning. 1 John 2, verse 7 to 8 it is. It's not a new commandment, but an old one, which you've had since the beginning. The beginning thought was love and sharing this love. And the beginning thought was you and I. And God so loved the world, so guess what? The world wants to know, and we want them to know, and Dad wants them to know of this love and this amazing peace that we have. It's phenomenal. The old command is a message you have heard, yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you. 
This is 1 John 2, 7 and 8. It's seen in him and you. This love is in you. This unconditional love, you know. And that grows, that, that, that grows out of um, your relationship with Jesus. And, and going through things like we do go through, and we do go through some confusing when we think he's not there. We do, but it's okay. Because, in fact, I'm coming up to that. I won't, I won't rush to that. So, I'll read that last part again. It's truth is seen in him and you because, listen here, the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So, when you get this original thought, you'll never depart from it. That you were his first thought and you probably knew what you were going to be called and all, yeah? Probably knew the name you're going to call our little rose blue. Yeah. That's intimacy. And it, uh, when you get this one, you thought you will never depart from it. Never. And why? Because you were created and you were made from truth and love. Isn't that great? I wasn't born in sin with uh, in Ill, in illegitimacy. My mum not married to my dad. No, I was born out of love. I was born in love because it was the original thought of God. Gosh, everything falls off you then, doesn't it? Whether my parents were alkids or drug addicts or whatever, it doesn't matter. I was born in liberty and freedom and love so that I've got no baggage. The baggage is gone. And when I came to Jesus, the baggage went with it, yeah? I know sometimes things come up and... We have this healing of Sozo, this from the New Testament, and that's okay too. You know, like Timo was saying, some of the dust that were under the couch came out, and when he saw it, you know, he didn't even know that it was there. But God's, that's the way God deals with us, and he's, he's perfecting us, isn't he? But it's always with love. It's never with the heavy hand of Verbal abuse or physical abuse. It's always, always with love. Hallelujah. So this message is as old as creation. Now, a few years ago in Hungary, they had this amazing water spring out of this volcano. And this volcano was as old as creation. But one day, the purest and freshest water came out of this place, this volcano. And many worldwide businesses wanted to buy this volcano and get the rights on this water and use it as a business, yeah? But the Hungarian government said, no, if anyone wants to taste this water... It's free. Now, this is from creation, kids. It's the freshest, it's the best, and it's rightfully yours. Right? You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to wait. Well, I'm only, I only got to know Jesus last week, so maybe I've got to go on as long as Mama Anne to find, to find it. No, it's yours now. Yeah, it's fresh and it's free. Whoa, because Jesus paid for it all. 
It's a finished job. It's a finished work. Yeah, and you know what? You, you would be scowled on by some, but don't, you don't, just love them. Just love them. They're on their own journey too. But it's yours, the liberty and freedom from all the rubbish of the world. Yeah, for God so loved and world that he gave Jesus. And no matter whether she's born illegitimate or not, she's my kid and she's going to be a great mama. Yeah? That's his love. She's going to make massive mistakes. But you know what? I'm a dad. And we know, as par- if we're parents, we know our, from our own parents that our parents might get a bit cross, but he never changes their love for us, ever. Right? Never. Okay. Glory to God. Whoa. So this story is older and fresher and purer, John says, but it's God's original thought. So switch off your God TV. Your MP3 and anything else that keeps you looking and seeking for something that you think you've not got. You've got it. It's all there inside. Yeah? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Glory to God. Now then, Jesus, I'm just reinforcing this. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? I've not put the scripture down, I'm sorry. Uh, But it's a couple of times in the New Testament, in the Gospels. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they commenced by saying, you're Elijah, a prophet. But Peter says, you are the son of God. And Jesus said, you also are the son of man. And you are Peter, a piece of rock. And upon this rock, I'll build my church, which is a revelation of who you are now. Isaiah 51, 1. Put this one down. This is really good. Isaiah 51, verse 1. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut, and to the quarry from which you were hewn. So God says, you were my original thought, and my thought about you is as fresh as the first time you popped into my mind. You are part of that rock. You are a piece of that rock. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. And that rock is revelation. It's Holy Spirit revealing all these truths to us, yeah? Changing us like the lights are going on daily. I mean, there's some scriptures I read again and again and again. I mean, one verse I read again and again. And every time I read it, Holy Spirit shows me more. And I'm thinking, wow, whoa, you know Because this is what we're built on, the rock, Christ Jesus, the revealer of truth. And we are hewn from that rock. We are a piece of that rock. We are his original thought. Long before you did anything to please me or displease me, my mind was made up. You are loved unconditionally. You are pure. You are holy. 
Now, sometimes we've had teaching that has messed their thinking up. Uh, for instance, you see this big poster at McDonald's of this amazing Big Mac burger, yeah? And you go and get one, and while you're eating this dry bun, you're looking at this awesome picture of this burger. Well, we have the idea that God can only look at us through Jesus, yeah? He can't reel it because he wouldn't like what he see. He'd see this dry, horrible thing, yeah? That, that's rubbish. God sent Jesus to take, the, like Timo said, the veil away so we can end, go straight to our dad. My kid doesn't go to his Auntie Rachel, our, say our Chris, doesn't go to Auntie Rachel to have a word with me. No. He comes straight to me, right? So we're not the dry old burgers. We've got the best. And so we enter in and we go straight to our dad. Yeah, and if you think, oh, well, I messed up here the, today. I did this, that, and today. That is sick. That's that creep. That's that liar. Yeah, that's the deceiver. Tell him to do one because it's all been paid for. You are his original thought. You were the original plan of love. Born out of this amazing daddy, Holy Spirit, and Jesus relationship. Glory to God. That should set you on fire. That should get you running. That should get you leaping. That will get you laughing. Yeah, it will. Because you are amazing. And you have all the attributes that God has is given to you. Paid in full. You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. Yeah, you've got the fullness. You know, this is the scriptures I'm talking here. I'm not making this up. The fullness of Christ dwells richly within you. Now, Adam was born, I'm going to finish here. Adam was born, whoa, from this original thought. But then he believed the lie that father didn't love him anymore. He believed the lie, but he was Daddy's first thought, and Daddy didn't give up. Didn't want that he didn't. Father don't love me anymore. He don't want the best for me. He's holding out on me, and, and therefore Adam lost out. If we remember this intimacy and relationship that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have, and out of that came you. <laughs> out of that came me. Whoa. And we've got all this love and this unconditional love and this grace and this mercy and this gift, these giftings that he's given to us because he wanted to share it so that we can share it like we did this morning with our precious little sunshine there, that we can share in Rachel and Rob, Rob's Engagement, yeah, to share with the, 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 the women out there on that street in Manchester, the men out there, to share with the whosoever, because the surname of everyone in this world is world, and God so loved the world. Yeah, so we're into sharing, we're into giving, we're into sharing our lives, we're into showing people that God 
is there, Father. He's not a God with a stick, but he's a big daddy. He's the daddy of them all. There's no one like him. And he will meet every single one of our needs. We just have to be kingdom-minded, no matter what we're going through. We just have to have this thought. Our is this thought. And I'm going to make this. And I'm not just going to make it. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to enjoy the freedom and the liberty of it. I'm going to have this life eternally. It's not going to stop when I pop my clogs and I'm in coffin. It goes on forever. This is life eternal. No end. No time. Glory to God. You know, when God has given me pictures and visions of our Danny and our Ruth, they are elated and they're dancing. I've seen them in, sat at banqueting tables. I've seen them dancing. I've seen them under the trees in the garden. Uh, in, in Oh, they're having a whale of a time. You might think that's weird. Well, I'm not bothered <laughs> because that's the relationship we have. He is our dad. You know, it's not one life up there and a different life down here. This is heaven on earth. Angels, yeah. I don't run after look, seeing an angel, but I wouldn't mind. It's okay. But my theology is not there. But that's heaven on earth. Thy kingdom come on earth. It's in me. His kingdom. Kingdom minded. Everything that dad has. And Jesus purchased it, brought it to us, and finished it off on that cross. And he came and gave us this life eternal. That you, I never forget from this day forward, you were his thought. You were his first thought. I'm going, we are going to share this love. And so are we. Father, we thank you because you're just amazing. And I've just got to say, Lord, that every single day, knowing you, through thick and thin, Lord, it gets better. It, it just does not get boring. It gets better. Because, I, you know, Lord, we get stuff that comes at us. But, Lord, we see you in it. Whatever it is, looking bad or good, it doesn't matter. You are there. You are meeting our needs. You are supplying. You are loving on us. And you just get us through. And we always, always come through like the line of the tribe of Judah with fully, fully mouthed with teeth. Not toothless, but fully mouthed, Lord, with the roar of the Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Daddy. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing the truth. You are amazing. And we just thank you, Lord, that you'll be with us every day. Whoa! Through every situation. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Wow, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. You are amazing. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.